Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. I think it's seven times you do something before it becomes a habit. This is only the fourth time that J.C. Cole joins, so we're not quite to a habit yet, although it's the third consecutive time on a Wednesday. J.C. Cole coming to us back from New... Are you still in New Jersey? I am in New Jersey. You haven't seen the light yet and got out of Jersey? Trying hard. (laughs) (laughs) So you forwarded to me a piece that you wrote a year ago, which is making you look more like Nostradamus than you really want to, right? (laughs) <laughs> people on the radio can't hear you nodding your head even though there's a couple yeah, of yeah. rolling around oh, okay. up there <laughs> Sorry. Yes, that's true. That's true. but you were talking about how we are vulnerable and so many people think about a war and they think about the civil war or even the middle east and what we fought with guns and ammunition and there's really a war taking place and you call it a cyber attack, but this first sentence just tickled my funny bone, JC. Now even grandmothers know that a cyber attack can take down virtually anything running on a computer. Why waste a nuke, pollute the world for 10,000 years when a computer cyber attack can do the trick? You know, I'm not sure we really just stopped for a moment and uh, smelled the coffee to realize that Everything on a computer is vulnerable to somebody hacking it. Are we recognizing that, that or not? That, that That's correct. That's correct. And I think what happens is um, uh, it's not being reported to Main Street America. Um, there's another quote that I can come in one of my other papers. And let's see where it is. Um, so this is. This, this happened in uh, January. This is a retired three-star lieutenant general, Tom uh, McInerney, stated many times, World War III had started. The general summaz- uh, summarized, uh, the general summarized that World War III is a hybrid war that is a mixture of biological, cyber warfare, and other means. So there you got it from one of the top guys in the Pentagon when he was there. Right. Um, so just to, to prove that I'm not a, a recent quack, that I've always been a quack, I remember when we started using credit cards, my starting using credit cards when I'm traveling on the road and you go to a gas station and pay a credit card. I refused because I, I knew that they would start tracking me and establishing a pattern. But it it gets to the point where you can't even check into a hotel unless you have a credit card. You're demanded to have an a tracking device on you at all times. Um, They are there is a group pushing for that, and and actually that's part of uh, some of the concern with the coded uh, uh, COVID nineteen vaccination is that they're trying to make it a document that you can travel, and then the next step is that it just becomes. Uh, an implanted chip. And that's exactly what the Rockefeller um, agenda is, is to chip everybody um, so that you, um, all your data is on that chip. Mm -hmm. It's it's the ultimate control model. Uh, JC, two years ago, 
I would have told you that, you know, people in cities might fall prey to that. Folks that have a grasp on life would never subscribe to fall and pray with that. And now I know I'm wrong. I'm dead wrong because I see people that I'm friends with and I'm close to getting a vaccination because uh, they don't say anything about, you know, I think it's going to immunize me, which I think it's going to make you sick. I I think that the long-term ramifications of a vaccine are horrendous for mankind. But they're rationalizing, well, I want to continue to travel, and I know I'm going to have to. We'll fall prey to anything. Bottom line, we are falling prey to anything. I I agree. Um, We are in a battle of belief systems, and the average American has never studied what a belief system is. Mm -hmm. And and they're being manipulated with on us. And there's something that they're getting to do. They cannot force you to take the vaccine. You have to choose to take it. So they're positioning it where you choose, like your friends choose to take the vaccine so they can travel. Right. Um, Pretty soon it's already happening in some areas that they're going to require a vaccine to go to the food store. And that, and that's a big, a real big problem. Um, because how are the people who don't want the vaccine going to uh, be able to to eat? And we come back to my original my original driving force here is we have no secure uh, food security in America. You don't have uh, uh, the majority of Americans, you know, 98 percent do not have easy access to food if the system breaks. So how can the system break? And, and, and that, that's just simple engineering. And, it, and I came back to the American gray swans. The system can break in at least 13 ways, probably mm-hmm. a few more, but 13 ways. And some of those are guaranteed to happen. You know, it's, it's, we're guaranteed to get a CME from the sun. We simply don't know when. In our present positioning, that shuts down our electric grid. And once the electric grid is shut down, then all all transfers get shut down. Um, uh, refrigeration gets shut down. Uh, the ability to manufacture um, uh, diesel gets shut down. Right? And and that that creates a period of chaos. And we can only withstand about two to three weeks of chaos before we run out of food, especially for for us on the East Coast, Um, because our system is designed to work so well, but it's fragile, like a Swiss watch. All you have to do is hit it with a hammer, and it stops running. And and this is provable by engineering, which was the whole whole basis of the American Gray Swans was to, to show that. And we are incredibly vulnerable. And now, if we look, one of my concentrations, obviously, is uh, what's happening in Ukraine, because I spent 18 years there. My, my in-laws are there. My wife is there, not, not in Ukraine, on the Russian border in Latvia. And so if war starts, this is a direct attack on my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we have to pay attention to what's happening. And you had pointed out in the last show you know, what does it matter to the, the average American sitting over here in Lake Nebraska 
what's happening, you know, five, 6,000 miles away. Nobody well, in Nebraska is just average, JC. You'll have to use Kansas oh, sorry, and the, sorry, yeah, another sorry, state. Sorry. Um, I guess those are <laughs> average Colorado. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt your dissertation. No, about no problem. Family. No problem. Right. So, so if we actually look, you know, what happened in the last week, I was going to start with, Hey, did anything happen over the last <laughs> week since we last talked? There, there, I, I did see somewhere off of the coast of, of Maine, maybe in a harbor, there was a yacht that got sideways in a exit to the ocean. That's, that's right. That is right. And I wrote a paper. The reason I write the papers is because I'm so frustrated people aren't paying attention. Um, but I wrote a paper in March. If you just look at, uh, get on, again, Robert David Steele's site and, and, and look at, you know, uh, my March writings. And it says, list of events suggesting an ongoing sabotage of petroleum and other economic choke points. <laughs> Haven't we yeah. seen a choke point in the, mm-hmm. in the last week that just stopped a good percentage of of uh, global trade, you know, and and so you have to look at it. And the other thing, this is an excellent example of how we're being lied to. So one of the largest ships in the world, it's like three times longer than an aircraft carrier, was pulling into the canal. Okay, now now they had a woman pilot. So we better not make any jokes on parallel parking. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you got this. You have to think there are twenty thousand containers on that. That you know, if it's a thousand dollars for shipping just the container, that's twenty million dollars worth of of cargo. I mean, not cargo of shipping fees just for right. that boat. They don't let beginners steer these boats. That uh, you know, I'm sure that woman is very very skilled. So if we actually look at it, they said that a wind drifted it sideways. And they're like, did it? Did everybody fail physics in in you know in grade school? A wind, right? And so, so, so if we actually look at it, it looks like the information seems to be dribbling out that somebody hacked their control system. And they couldn't do anything about it, which comes right back to cyber attacks. Yeah. Hey, I got a cyber attack, J.C. Cole. We'll be back after you watch The Stand at Paxton County on Netflix. More J.C. Cole Roll Route after this. Welcome back to Roll Route. Trent Luce alongside J.C. Cole. He's wound for sound because he somehow doesn't believe that even a 50-mile-an-hour wind could move a barge that weighs what 400 ton <laughs> more than i can lift well, i don't think well, that, when i, I don't think prime. we could get all the kansans together as strong as they are i got all these kansans now offended <laughs> and they could yeah. lift this barge and kansans are strong <laughs> now now if you if you actually sit back and, and kind of analyze it not looking at the cause, but looking at the effects. Okay. Oftentimes we get sidelined with the cause. Oh, it was wind. Oh, it was this. Oh, she didn't know how to drive. Right. It's like, no, let's look at the effects. So what were the effects? Well, one was it sent a a real big shot across the bow 
that our global, our global supply chain is incredibly vulnerable. That was just one canal. They could easily have arranged to have seven ships at this, at each canal at the same time and, and totally sh- shut down, uh, shipping. But the other was, what was the effect on um, stopping that route? Mm-hmm. And it looks like one of the largest effects. First, we're not going to find out everything. They're not going to tell us. You know, maybe, maybe you know, in twenty years okay. we'll find Have out. Have you identified you know, who they is in that sentence yet, JC? N- no. Okay. See, it could either be the it could either be the white hats, the black hats. Or just a random group, but it does look like um, it, it, it leans more towards the white hats. So what did it do? It stopped oil transport uh, transportation to Europe. You know, America still could go around the uh, um, the end of Africa, and it doubled the amount of of, of uh, time to get oil to. Uh, to Europe. And by the way, if you had talked to Andrew, I don't know if he mentioned it, but next week, apparently, parts of Europe and England may drop down to 20, minus 20 degrees Celsius. And so uh, that would he, be... He mentioned they have snow in the forecast. Yes, he did. Well, that's more than snow. That's Texas style. <laughs> 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 so... <laughs> So, so if you actually look at it, right, we come back to what Kissinger said. Kissinger said, control oil, you control nations. Control mm-hmm. food, you control the people. So what do we see? A temporary control of oil to all of Europe. Wow. That's what we're seeing. And just happened to be a, a week before a big snowstorm with some cold temperatures are coming. Yes, just by coincidence. Uh, accidentally. Right. right. And and so You've been um, reading you've been reading State of Fear, haven't you, JC? <laughs> well, I actually <laughs> I, I actually I'm listening to it. Oh, I don't okay. have time to read. Like all of us. We're too yeah. busy on the hamster wheel. That's one of the things. They have us if you look back just to the sixties, you know, where um one um you know, one breadwinner could run the family, you had a lot of extra uh, cash, and one could stay home and take care of the family. Well, now you have two breadwinners running as fast as they can, and they can't keep up with the costs. So so just even back to the 80s, uh, the amount of time you have to spend on your daily hamster wheel just to keep ends meet is stunning. So you're, you know, you're distracted. And by the time you get home, you don't even want to turn on the, the, the TV, the boob tube. And, you and know, be lied to. <laughs> right. You, you want to say hi to the family and go to bed. Yeah. So so if we actually, um, you know, we look at a couple of things that have been playing out at the there is a massive chess game going on for basically the resources of, of the earth. And. And when we we start to identify that the first off, the majority of us don't play chess, we might we can hardly remember checkers. So, so we see these moves happening and what happened, we, it, Ukraine 
I, I mentioned that um, there is a, a fight coming in the Ukraine. The Russians had taken Crimea, which is a large peninsula, which was historically theirs, and that um, um, Khrushchev had given it as a political favor over to Ukraine in the 1950s. And the majority of people there are Russian, and they voted to annex it. The report from the American, you know, um, news, I don't even want to call them news, uh, the, the American puppet show called Mainstream Media said that Russia captured it, right? Well, how come you don't see any international law issues about this? You just hear the, the talking heads say, bad Russia, bad Russia, bad Russia. Well, Putin just passed, you know, uh, earlier this year, he passed a, a law, you know, the, 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 the Russians voted on it, that they can use nuclear weapons if their infrastructure is attacked. Well, do you think that their southern fleet is infrastructure? You know, I think it qualifies. And so, yeah. so now you, last week, oh, so you got the, the new puppet master uh, president of the Ukraine signed a document ordering the Ukrainian army to retake uh, Crimea, which is uh, basically suicide. But he, he actually came out and he said, well, with our NATO friends, you know, but but Ukraine's not NATO. So what's NATO doing in Ukraine? North Atlantic. Ukraine is not on the North Atlantic. Somebody's lying here. Right? And it looks like it's NATO. So last week, all of a sudden, three nuclear Russian submarines popped out of the ice on the western side of uh, uh, basically Norway and Iceland, which put them within 15-minute missile range of New York City. Mm. They all came up, you know, it's kind of like waving, hello, you know, you know, what, what do they <laughs> say? Like, um, We're over here. <laughs> yes. With, and you're and still in Jersey. Their, you know this and you have not their, gotten their out missile. of Jersey. What What's going on with you? Say again? You know all of this, but you, you're still in Jersey. I don't understand. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Either I'm going to get new prime uh, front, <laughs> you know, um, uh, ocean view uh, uh, land, <laughs> or I won't be here. Yeah. No, I'm trying. No, that's the whole thing about my investment case, which might be a talk for later. Um, but but uh, I'm trying to create basically a safe haven farm in Pennsylvania. Um, you think that's far enough? Would... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, so, be, uh, JC, before we get out of this segment, and I have two minutes just so you know, uh, the term weather modification has been brought up. How real yeah. is big weather modification? I think it's very real. Um, there's a great book. I didn't read it. It's called um, uh, Angels Don't Play This Harp, spelled H-A-A-R-P. Mm -hmm. and, and that's back from, I think, maybe the 90s, which shows that we, we've had weather modification for a very long time, all the way back from Vietnam War. And that you can actually find a clip from 1962 where LBJ was touting that if you control the weather, you control the world. And of course, he's gone down as one of the most hated presidents in our in our history. Um, so, so 
uh, my understanding is it's 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 quite advanced, and that they're playing weather wars. Uh, uh, so the implications there. It, but it's funny you bring up LBJ because it was on this day, March thirty first, nineteen sixty eight. He announced that he was not going to seek a second term as president. Why did he do that? Well, yeah, that's his intent. I don't know, but it probably was so unpopular that it was better for him to step out of the way. Um, well, because I guess- think he created the fraudulent voting machines long before Barack Obama and Joe Biden thought about it. <laughs> possibly so <laughs> yeah. i mean i've seen i've seen real world documentaries about how he he had the ability to uh generate the results he wanted in the state of texas yes my understanding is that he was going to be indicted um mm. uh, before the kennedy assassination and of course then he became president and you, you couldn't really indict him on that yeah uh, All right. But that, so, yeah. JC Cole joining us again. We will continue to talk about weather modification, tracking, social security numbers. Who knows what might be just in time? We will talk about that for sure. Right now, I want to talk about how certified Piedmontese comes along just in time to help save the bank account, get paid more, more properly for the quality of cattle that you produce. The certified Piedmontese system is centered around the Piedmontese cattle. They come from Italy, but the American ingenuity has made them Americanized. What's that mean? That means that they calve easy, they grow fast, they're healthy, they are comparable to any other performance, and you get paid a premium. I'm talking about in tune of $180 per head over market price. Marlon Will has full details about your involvement of the program. Go to LoneCreekCattleCo.com and you'll find Marlon. J.C. Cole, second half after this. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside J.C. Cole coming to us from Jersey. I, I do not want to give them any more exposure or uh, recognition than I need to, but I do have to, when we talk about just in time, particularly with food, you have to look at the Walmart model. And I, I was visiting with folks who were supplying Walmart, particularly on the milk, meat, and egg side. And they were revolutionary in that they were the first ones I know of, JC, in the, in the retail business that actually had a computer system so that every single time something was sold, the inventory was all tracked. And back at the central unit, wherever the central unit was, they knew exactly what the inventory was. And so the order didn't take place. It was all about maintaining the minimum amount of inventory on site and then I think everybody tried to model what they had done. But what you're reminding us is that that has created our vulnerability. Yes, that's exactly right. And if you look at it from an investment point of view, right? in America, we do almost everything based on a rate of return, um, a ROI, um, return on investment. Mm-hmm. So if you are create a system that allows you to make a substantial uh, um, decrease in the amount of money you have to put in inventory, your rate of return goes up. So that drives the formula for almost everything we, we see. And so, so what happens is from just-in-time delivery, 
That's like let's say I, I you know I recommended I recommended that you put three years in in diesel. Right. Well, Which I haven't say, done yet, by the way. I've been thinking about that all week. JC's going to ask me if I got my diesel tanks. Oh, and speaking of which, this week, the largest refinery in Indonesia just happened to blow up. It's gone. Yeah, I did not hear about that, by the way. I, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Which gets to another point. Um, the, the, the point, and it's a little on the, the, the Christian side. Many of the devout Christians, you know, from the Bible, believe the watchman on the tower. Well, mm-hmm. what is the watchman on the tower? Well, he has a superior view of what's going on, and he's also been trained to look for it. So he yells down to the country people, you know, hey, you know, the Mongols are coming. You know, get back. I don't believe you. I didn't see it in the newspaper. <laughs> no, no, the Mongols, they're coming. We got five minutes. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, now, no, I watched CNN and they said it's not happening. And this is what's happening in our. They said the wind blew that barge over and the woman couldn't compensate. The wind blew the barge. Like there's not higher wind at sea. Yeah, it's like, and, and of course, you, you haven't heard of anything like that before. It's like three steel, you know, steel towers dropping in 10 seconds when hit by two planes. Right. You go, wait, 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 wait. Did everybody fail math? Three, you can't have a steel structure drop in 10 seconds, right? And and especially if you blame it on a plane when there are only two. How do three buildings drop? Uh, We won't go there right now because that's a whole show in itself. I I, I think you just did, but go ahead. (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) So... So we're looking at this, we're going, wake up, wake up. And the first thing, you know, what can you do about it? We are very close to um, a war in Eastern Europe that will spread to a world war. And there are some people that want it to happen, literally. Mm. And and so if you look what, uh, it, it was just, uh, so... So I, I, I mentioned that, you know, these three submarines popped up about four days ago, just right. a wave. Well, yesterday, apparently, the Russians filmed opening up the hangars of their ICBM missiles. And they sent a nice video to NATO. Again, three. They opened up three. They're playing with numbers, apparently. But, you know, and they just sent that going, hey, look, look, look at our new ICBM missiles. Right, well, they're they're warning NATO very clearly that if NATO gets involved with Ukraine, there's going to be a nuclear war, or they they they'll have the option to use nuclear weapons. Right. Right. Now, how that affects us? Hey, just one system turning off New York City, however you turn it off, and our entire financial system goes down. The stock market goes down. The banks go down. Well, how, how, how are you going to transfer any funds? How is shipping going to work when, you know, you have no credit system? You know, part of this goes back to Y2K. So everybody was convinced that something was going to happen because these computers are not going to roll over to 2000. We're going to crash. Nothing happened. So everybody's like, ah, JC, you're just making a mountain out of a mohill. 
And, and that gets back to uh, last week's show with the boy that cried wolf. Right. It's not crying wolf. It's saying, hey, wolves exist. We're seeing the tracks. And actually, it could be a false flag. It might not be a wolf. It could be a pack of coyotes. Because, you know, out here in New Jersey, we don't have wolves. But we do have coyotes. Okay? And, and they're a lot slyer and, and, can, and can hunt in packs and, and be devastating. Did you know that, speaking of which, this chasing, uh, this is like a hamster and a, a wheel, right? Uh, Hitler first gave legal protection. He gave protection to rats and vivisection and uh, wilderness areas and created the Endangered Species Act. He did all of these things. To, he, he wanted to pursue an organic farming. Uh, he, minimi- he maximized the number of acres any one farm can have at 300 uh, acres per family. But the very first legal protection he gave was to the wolf. He had this hmm. fascination for the wolf. Why? Don't know. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard J.C. Cole say that. That's refreshing that there, there's a few things you haven't experienced in life. <laughs> Just a few, and I'd rather leave the wolves out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I got hung up on that whole national socialist party history yesterday particularly from a farming standpoint and it's quite fascinating it it is and what i would also recommend is that if you could uh get the book the rise of the fourth reich by jim mars Mm -hmm. fascinating book right documented um and it used to be available on audible you can find it someplace on cd so you can listen to it um versus having to read it but you know, it's going to be a shocker to most Americans. The Nazis did not go away. Right. And now they're surfacing. Right. They are. You have to, you have to dig deep, but you can find them. And it's like, we have a, we have a lot of trouble coming our way. And one of the biggest parts of our belief system, we go, Oh no, that can't happen. The wolf can't attack. I have a fence. Uh, They can jump the fence. Um, You know, what do you say? Uh, actually, a wolf would dig a hole under a fence in a heartbeat. Yeah, we had a, so, so, a wolf sighting in Nebraska last week, just for the record. Okay. Well, you know, if you actually, again, you come back to what what I was doing with the uh, the American gray swans was proving by engineering that our system can collapse very easily, and 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 can collapse by accident. It can collapse by our enemies. Right. And it can collapse by stupidity. And of course, we don't see any stupidity coming out of Washington, D.C. at the moment. No. No, none. I, I, I was it. told, by the way, yesterday uh, by a friend of mine in D.C. that the fence was taken down. Yeah. I wonder if it's on sale. I could use some of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet it's on a government surplus site right now. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I could use ten kilometers or ten miles of, of, of fencing. Yeah, <laughs> for twenty cents on the dollar. Boy, you're uh, you're overpaying. <laughs> uh, I I would think uh, I am seeing it. I honestly am seeing people waking up though every single day. People from every walk yeah. of life, and that's what needs to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and one of the reasons I, I focus, I try to stay away from conspiracy theories because we know they don't exist because the CIA told us they didn't oh, exist. Okay. But 
but but I'm trying to stay focused on the math and the physics. You know, a, a cyber attack. There was a there was a cyber attack. Was it called so, solar? Um, oh, it'll come to me. It happened. It, oh, Last, um, uh, they, they, they don't even know exactly when it happened. It was uh, 2019 to 2020, and it basically affects the entire U.S. government and, and something like 450 out of the 500 richest uh, uh, corporations in the, in the country. Solar winds. It's called solar winds. Okay. And, and, and we look at this, and you're like, oh, my goodness. It can... So it can control basically our entire economy, and we don't simply know what it is. So, so in some ways, part of the protection of your farm is to have the ability to function without computers if it comes. Yeah, that whole electricity thing is a tough one. And I think about our forefathers, particularly in this part of the country, and how we have abandoned all of these windmills that were the perfect alternative. Absolutely. I, I'm talking about real windmills, not this junk windmill that we put up from China. No, no, it, it, exactly. And then the, the same thing with um, the water towers, mm-hmm. right? Because of understanding the difference with uh, pumping, you know, that these cities in the middle of um, – you know, the, the country would have these massive water towers. Well, that builds the high, you know, hydro um, static pressure so that the uh, water can be supplied to, um, to the towns. Well, they're now getting rid of them and replacing them with electric pumps. Well, that's not a real smart idea. No. At the same time as they drive to it with an electric car. Yes. Uh, one final thing, and then I'm going to go to the last break, JC. We have, I have a friend who has a place called Buffalo Chips. I wonder how many people are actually taught in history or know that the West would not be what it is. Nebraska would not have been settled if it were not for Buffalo Chips because the fuel source, there were not a lot of trees in Nebraska in, in, you know, 200 years ago, but we burned Buffalo Chips to create energy and that's how we settled the West literal buffalo chips we need to take a break i want to talk about neogen shining a light on your genetic future get more details about looking at the genomics and the alleles that are present in your whatever it might be cattle pigs chickens chickens by the way have more genomic testing than any other species can you believe that that's amazing from a cow standpoint stability and profitability is driven by how long that cow stays in the herd the stability genomic is identifiable and many people if you talk to cattlemen that's what they're using more than anything get details about how you can look at your dna fingerprint of the animals that you want to produce at neogen.com we're back with the last segment of roll route with jc cole after this welcome back roll route trent loose alongside jc cole we are in the final stretch of the horse race right here where do we go from here jc we've been all over the board today well, let's jump right on there on chickens because it's one of my favorite subjects. Okay. Oh, now you got to think. Here I am, a, a real estate investor, an engineer, a uh, you know, a trained as a geologist, traveled the world, and I come back to raise chickens. And I go, why? Because when I did an analysis of it, you know, which yes, I agree, uh, engineers sometimes do too much analysis. But when I did an analysis <laughs> of it, 
It is the easiest, least expensive animal protein to raise. And that when you get into a difficult situation like a war zone, the first thing to disappear in the food chain is animal protein. Mm -hmm. So I was shocked when I looked into chickens because um, even these healthy farms, you know, your healthy uh, um, sustainable farm right down the road, the majority of them don't hatch their own chickens. It's a micro business where they buy them from an, uh, a hatchery and they're sent delivered one, you know, in one day mail. Yeah. yeah overnight. So, yeah, I hate to point it out to the farmers, but you need a rooster if you want to have baby chicks. You know? <laughs> no, you don't. You just need to have a delivery. The stork will bring right. your chickens. Exactly. So being being who I am, I looked into it. There's a large uh, um, hatchery in uh, Quakertown, uh, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour away. And then the next closest one is Ohio. And so I looked into those, and they, they might do a few million chicks a year. They don't raise their own fertilized eggs. The fertilized eggs come from specialty farms out in, like, Arkansas. Right. So again, the just-in-time delivery system supplies the chickens. I wish and I would have. Like, I oh, wish I would have known that we were going to talk about this. I would. I have a thirty-second video that I just took on Saturday uh, at Lakeview Colony in South Dakota, and the colonies. We, we should talk. I should go to uh, Hutterite Colony and do a show on a Wednesday. We will do that, JC, because it, it's the community that we talk about and the food system that we talk about, but even the colony is buying their chickens. They buy 225 chickens at a time and they are shipped in from Nebraska, believe it or not. And they're paying a dollar a piece for these chickens. But I have the video of the chicks that just arrived. And it would have been a great time to just play that video, but yeah, I wasn't ready. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's a, it's a rate of return, right? You know, it's cheaper for me to buy them from that niche market. Unless of course, the just-in-time delivery system collapses. Correct. And I actually went out and bought four antique incubators, which is another story, um, um, and to get them to run. So I have the ability to incubate 1,500 eggs a month. Now, of course, I don't need 1,500 a month, but think of the exponential rise that could happen every every month. I could put out, you know, one thousand five hundred chickens. Absolutely, right. And we don't have that locally. I do, right? and I put it into a I put it into a um, a travel trailer, an old travel trailer. You know, when they get to the the junk right. status, yeah. So I I stripped it out and put these incubators in it, so I can bring it to any farm around me and 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 just start the incubation. Uh, just to back up a minute, you were talking about the efficiency of chicken. Did you put eggs in the mix? Because I would think that the most economical in the big picture protein unit of protein you could get was be from a chicken laying an egg. That's that's part. Yes, that's correct. I'm not, I'm not talking about meat birds. I'm talking about the eggs, right? The, you know, if you pick your yeah. chicken right, 
um, they can produce up to 320 eggs a year. Right. And on what breed. So, and, see, I and, thought you were and, eating the chicken, which is no, somewhat, no, no, no. It's somewhat no. terminal. And the chickens I was no, speaking no, of at, at Lakeview. the egg business. Yeah, this, the chickens I was speaking of were broilers. They're not going to lay eggs. But in 42 no. days after the egg is laid, you can actually have a chicken to eat. Yes. Right. Um, and, and, of course, I hate to say it for us guys, but we really don't need, you know, 50% of the chickens hatched being Dudes. roosters. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's not a good statistic if you're going to be a rooster. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need yeah. one rooster per, per 10 to 15 hens. Right. Which yeah. is a great way to go if you're that rooster. <laughs> Which is how China somehow didn't understand physics either because they they eliminated their young ladies, not the young men. Yeah, that's a really big issue because if you actually look, the amount of men that won't be married mm-hmm. ever in in China is, I think, 20 million, and that's a disposable army. Yeah, so you don't think it was an accident? Well, I don't know if it was an accident or not, but I, all I know is there's a lot of guys that 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 aren't needed in that the aren't going to find their hen. That that's that's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, well, I I like the just the whole concept though. Getting back to the chicken and the rooster, I like the whole concept of looking at the efficiency of food production because rumen animals are vital for a healthy planet long, yes. long term, because you have to consume that 70% of the land mass to convert it into food that a rumen animal does. But strictly from a, a, a need and unit of, of protein and efficiency, it all comes back to the damn chicken. Uh, the chicken, the ducks, certain ducks are, are good. And actually, if you look at the preppers, just the, the, the preppers. Mm-hmm. There are like five animals that are really a good choice. Um, and one of the reasons is they all exponentially increase, right? A chicken, oh my goodness, if a chicken can lay 300 eggs um, a year, a year, you can have 300 baby chickens. Well, maybe, you know, your, your incubation rate might not be there, but you Correct. certainly can have 250. Right. Where so what are the what are the animals that would um multiply quickly and are kind of foraging? So you don't have to provide them uh with food uh like we do. Chickens are pretty That's efficient already- that way. I mean they do a wonderful job on insects and uh, around the farm, they clean up otherwise wasted feed that other critters might have gotten. They're really pretty efficient. Well, yes. Um, uh, um, uh, they also take care of a good amount of bugs, um, but also, let's say, goats. So I actually have goats. I have small goats because I didn't want to wrestle big goats. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you know, so I have Nigerian uh, dwarf goats, which are milking goats. And they can give, you know, they generally give about two kids, um, you know, a pregnancy and on average, but they can get up to five and that they can do 
generally just uh, almost two pregnancies a year. So you can have one female goat, and then one year you'll have four more. So you can see the numbers exponentially grow, and they're milking goats, so you don't get rid of them. You milk them. Again, you're back to your animal protein. And, and of course, goat milk is, and I'm not picking on cows here, but goat milk apparently is better than cow milk. Just a little harder to get. <laughs> if you're going to milk something, who wants to milk a goat and hold that little teat? I mean, that's just that's a lot of work. I have that experience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah, that goat's milk that is get... better for your, your the body, though. Than cow's milk. Uh, uh, well, goat's milk um, is one; it has a higher fi- uh, fat content, and two, it's it, it's uh, naturally homogenized, right? right. And and uh, and it doesn't have the um, the lac- lactate for people who are lac- lactate uh, intolerant, right? But but the other thing is they're a lot easier to control, and you don't have to you don't have to milk them every day, like well, uh, like a cow. Will mm-hmm. be in trouble. I understand. I'm not an expert on cows, but it, yeah. you, once you start milking it, you got to keep milking it. Um, you do. Yeah, you can't milk and, it when you want to. Yeah. Um, so, so, and if you look, you know, a third of the world exists on goats. Uh, well, there's got to be a reason for that, be, and my guess is it has to do with their food supply and a few other things and the ease of it. But but that's that's an example um, mm-hmm. of, of some of the animals and the, the other ones rabbits. We why we don't eat rabbits here? I don't understand. Um, maybe they're cute and they're fuzzy and you know. Um, no, but- I can give you a very logical reason why I don't eat rabbits or goats or uh, chickens. I eat chicken once in a while. Well, well that's because you have a hundred head of steer. <laughs> yeah. And, and I would do that too. No, it's my efficiency standpoint because it takes me the same amount of time to butcher a pig as it does a goat. And when I get done with the pig, I got three to four more times uh, the amount of meat to eat. So it's just a time efficiency. And by the way, I can't afford goat because right now goats are worth $4 a pound. Oh, well, that's, that's nice. I didn't know that. But, <laughs> um, but uh, actually, the fifth one is pig. Because if you pick your pig correctly, <laughs> some of them are better scavengers now. Some yeah. have been domesticated where they want feed. But other ones will, will route. And if you have enough property, they can pretty much feed themselves. I mean, just look at what happens with our wild boar problem. Yeah. Seventy million dollars a year worth of crop damage in the state of Texas to wild boars. Oh yeah, no, it was big. It's big in Europe too. It's a big, big problem in Latvia. Um, that's oh, the only thing they ever went hunting for. Uh, particularly uh, Germany and Latvia have a problem with uh, African swine fever in that wild boar population, which is a t- real threat to domesticated pigs. 30 seconds, yeah. J.C. Cole, take us home with something profound today. More profound than you've already given us. Okay, well, well, the first is that you you pick your equipment based on if the supply chain changes. So for all those, for all those um, uh, farmers out there, what tractor would you pick if you knew the supply chain would collapse? And I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> you I, have to wait till next week. <laughs> I'm going to answer it. Percheron. 
We've successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America for J.C. Cole. I'm Trent Luce. Both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a draft horse rollout. Remember, get your details about the certified Piedmontese opportunity for you as a cattleman, particularly if you're in the Great Plains of America. We need your cows. Marlon Will has full details. Find him by going to LoneCreekCattleCo.com.